Okay, so this is the 27th of April 2016. It's just James here on its own. There is no Alan today. Basically, uh, this is just a bit of a catch-up podcast, really, just to say that, you know, I realise there's been a bit of time since we last did uh, a podcast, myself and Alan. That there, are, there have been reasons for that. Uh, the most primary reason being that um, I'm actually getting married um, within the next month or so. And to be honest with you, just all the, you know, work that goes in with things like that. And, you know, I've been doing, like, overtime and work and stuff like this. So, obviously, I've not really had enough time to be thinking about the podcast, really. So, obviously, you know, I've had a chat with Alan. And um, we're going to put the podcast on hold. It's only on hold. It is definitely going to be coming back. Just on hold for the time being. Um, and we're probably going to start up again after I get married, which will be probably about mid-June. So there will be a bit of a hiatus, but we will be coming back, you know. Don't worry, anyone who is. Uh, definitely uh, be talking about films again, myself and Alan. Uh, borrow his, uh, swamp, his Swamp Thing comic book, which I have also been reading Alan. Uh, it's been, you know, quite good, actually. Uh, it's the Alan Moore uh, take on that. Um, yeah, so I just want to talk about one thing while I'm, while I'm here. Uh, it's not all about just explaining what's going on with the podcast. Uh, although I am late to the party on this, because obviously I think everyone on the planet's pretty much had to say about this film so far. But um, I saw Batman vs Superman, which I suppose is the biggest thing I watched since our last podcast with Alan. Um, and yeah, um, being a massive Batman fan like I am, considering that you know it all goes back um, to the age of about six and seeing the. Uh, the original 1989 Tim Burton Batman film in the video shop, just seeing the logo, Batman logo on the videotape, uh, on the cover of the videotape, and saying to my mum, look, I, I, want, I want to see that. My mum was like, well, I'm sure Batman is, you know, comical. It's like that 1966 Adam West thing. Okay. So obviously rented it, watched watched it. A lot darker, obviously, than my mum thought. <laughs> but I was allowed to watch it. And uh, I was hooked straight away. And I was pretty much age six, seven. Um... And then obviously I remember when, then from there, stem just getting involved in wanting to read the comics, wanting to read like the novelization, you know, wanting to read anything I could about Batman, basically. So you're talking from 1990 onwards, really. Um, and obviously Batman Returns. I remember watching that in the in the cinema, even though again I was too young to watch it, really. And again, very very dark. And at the time, not knowing if I really, if I really liked it. Yeah, but within time, I'd say Batman Returns. Probably my favourite uh, Batman film that's ever been made. Um, yep, that's right. I'm not a big fan of The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, well. Actually, I can honestly say The Dark Knight is probably my least preferred out of the Christopher Nolan Batman films. And I know that's sac- sacrilegious to a lot of... Uh, not necessarily to a lot of Batman fans, but to a lot of just fans of Chris Nolan or fans of cinema. They tend to like... Dark Knight. If you actually talk to, and I, I'm not trying to be patronising when I say this, but if you actually talk to proper Batman fans, as in people who read quite a bit of the comics, who've actually delved into, um, you know, the actual past of Batman, should we say, and just the over and like, you know, the body of work that's out there with the guy, the Dark Knight is not a particularly great film, and it's not a particularly good rep- representation of, Bat- of Batman or Bruce Wayne, and in fact, Christopher, uh, not Christopher. Christian Bale's uh, rendition, shall I say, of Bruce Wayne is pretty shit. I mean, and that's why Batman Begins is probably my favourite of the Chris Nolan Batman films, because in that uh, film, A, it's quite a decent film, 
I like how he how he shows Batman in action with like you know very sort of cut streams and uh, we see little snippets and we don't properly see Batman. I like all that. Yeah, I don't need to see him all the time. But I also like how sort of Bruce Wayne is done in that film. It feels like the first Batman film where they actually try to do a lot with Bruce Wayne, which is what you sort of want in a way. It's not all about ba Batman. It's about you know Bruce Wayne as well. Um, but now the, the Dark Knight, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. Uh, obviously, obviously I've I've skipped totally past Batman Forever and uh, Batman and Robin. There's not a lot of uh, things nice things to say about those films really. Um, but it's funny because you know Batman and Robin and Batman Forever half back to the kind of 1960s Batman. You know, not not just the Adam West stuff, but what was going on in the comics at that time. You know, which is very sort of silly, frivolous stuff. I mean. So in a sense, you know, I can understand what they're trying to do. They're just harking back to that decade of comics in, in um, bat in like sort of Bat Bat Batman's past. I mean, Batman basically, as far as I'm concerned, got good from the 1970s onwards. Um, you know, there's a lot of good stuff. I think there's um, there's some good joke comics in the sort of early sort of 70s and the late 70s as well. And obviously in the 80s we get like, you know, Frank Miller and Alan, and Alan Moore's take, this to, to, and of course, uh, um, you know, people like this have totally sort of changed everything in terms of how people feel about Batman. In fact, Dark Knight Rises, uh, Dark Knight Returns is probably the best-selling comic of all time, you know? Which probably explains why we got Batman vs Superman, which is very much a Frank Miller, Dark Knight Returns style thing. Um, although not as good. I mean, don't get me wrong, I am a fan of The Dark Knight Returns. It's not my favourite Batman comic. I think The Killing Joke. I think um, I think Arkham Asylum, which is a very, very weird Batman novel. Not really a Batman comic in many ways, but I prefer it. You know, The Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Returns, I must not rise this. The Dark Knight Returns is a great comic, don't get me wrong, but it's, in many ways, some of the politics I'm not keen on. Like, I'm not keen on this sort of Frank Miller take of... Um, Psychiatrists uh, being idiots, basically, and not knowing what they're doing, and basically you can't rehabilitate anyone, and people are just generally evil, and that's it. You know, I don't really like his sort of black and white view of the world, which is very much what Frank Miller has. Um, in that sense, Alan Moore is a much more interesting comic book writer, and The Killing Joke is the best Batman comic of all time, um, closely followed by Arkham Asylum. And then I would even say, like, you know, Death in the Family. I suppose Under the Red Hood is quite a good one. Uh, quite like, you know, more like Robin stories, but, um, you know, good stories. But, you know, Dark Knight Returns is, is up. And as I say, I think it's the highest selling Batman comic of all time. Hence why, you know, you can see why Batman vs Superman was, um, was the take that Zack Snyder decided to take. You know, he decided to take the Frank Miller approach with Batman vs Superman. I think it was the wrong approach. Um, you know, he sucked all the fun. I mean, most of the fun, most of the fun was sucked out of Batman any, anyway from the Chris Nolan films. Again, another issue I got with Chris Nolan films. I mean, where was the fun? Where was the fun with the Chris Nolan films? You know, I think I remember one day in Batman Begins where Batman is speaking to a little, uh, speaking to a boy, and he gives him like one of his uh, gadgets. That's it. I mean, there's not much hope in any of those films. Um, and the same with Batman for Superman, but I basically have about three or four things with Batman for Superman where I think it's an uh, absolute turd of a film. Uh, the biggest thing, and this is the biggest thing because it affects motivation and character and things like this, is it's not a Batman film, and it's equally not a Superman film. I mean, it's called Batman vs Superman in name, 
um, Batman wears the uniform of Batman, sort of. I mean, again, it's very much styled on Frank on Frank Miller's take, but still, Super, Superman dresses like Superman, I guess, but neither of them act like their characters. Superman, in particular, takes way too much pleasure in killing. Um, in fact, I, I think it won't be quite early on. There's a, a smile goes across his face when he uh, kills someone. Uh, Batman as well takes a, a bit too much of a healthy in, interest in uh, basically brandishing his villains with his mark, uh, which which we get told means that they will then get basically killed in jail. Um, although I can imagine there's quite a few people in jail with uh, Batman's mark on them, so I'm not sure how that works. But um, but yeah, um, Batman would never brand anyone with his mark. I mean, that is something that Frank Miller might think of. He didn't, but he might have. Um, didn't do it anyway. But uh, that's not something Batman would do. I mean, that's you know, you yeah, okay. If you read the Dark Knight Returns, that comic, you might get the idea of oh, Batman could brand his, could you know brand his villains with his mark. But if you read anything else, any other comic based on Batman, you'll never get get there. I mean, Batman is, Batman is not, you know, Batman does, all Batman wants to do is stop crime. He wants to stop anything happening to anyone that happened to him. It, it ultimately boils down to the fact he doesn't want anyone's parents to get killed, basically. You know, he doesn't want any child to suffer what he had to suffer. That's where it stems from, and then obviously all of the crime gets put into that, you know? But... He wouldn't brand his vision, villains. He wouldn't be so like vindictive, so like cruel about it, you know. At the end of the day, he understands there is definitely there is good and bad. Like you know, there is there is there's not always a case if you're just bad and that's it. He understands that, you know. That's why he doesn't kill. He has a mantra now. Okay, it is true that in the early comics, Batman did kill. He even had a gun. But they're the early comics. You know, they were written in the 1930s. Yeah, it's a long, long time ago. Times have moved on. And it didn't last for long. Batman didn't have a gun for long. He did maybe the first year or something, or something like this. But he didn't have it for long. So, to even give him a gun in this film is stupid, which they kind of do in Batman vs. Superman. Batman does have a kind of gun in this film. Shoots people. And it's implied that he wouldn't care if people died or not. Now, this has been an issue with the Tim Burton films as well, to be fair. And in Batman Returns. Um... Another thing, actually, just going on tangent for a second, another thing about the Chris Nolan films that really sort of got on my nerves, that you never really saw Batman, and this is something with all the Batman films, actually, you've never really seen Batman just go out and just do, just, just, just stop normal criminals. Like, it's, like, it always seems to be, it's just, okay, you've got the Joker, you've got Two-Face, you've got, you know, Bane, and he's just trying to stop them and whatever they're doing. He's not actually stopping normal crimes that are going on, which, obviously, in the comics, he does. So that's another thing that films have never really... Sort it out. Um, so yeah, apart from the fact that the characters, the main characters, Batman vs Superman, don't feel like Batman vs Superman at all. Um, they're just they're kind of the Zack Snyder, Frank Miller style. Everyone's got that, you know. So basically, Superman is basically, I suppose, a version of a bat of Batman, and Batman is like Batman times two. It's basically what we're talking about here. So it's all you know, jacked up to ten. Um, I suppose, what else? I suppose, you know, Doomsday, you know, Doomsday is um, one of Superman's greatest villains, you know, killed him, you know, and he just tacked onto the film, 
like this big CGI thing that just appears for like the last 20 minutes for really no reason. It doesn't really add anything apart from just, oh look how great the action is now. And it becomes like a Marvel film and I just don't care. So yeah, poor. Um, another villain in the film I guess, Lex Luthor, played by Jesse uh, Eisenberg or, you know, not a fan. I'm not a fan of Jesse Eisenberg anyway. I mean, I think he's a nice guy. I've listened to him talk and stuff. I think he's actually generally a nice guy, but I think his acting I'm not bothered about. Uh, his, like, shtick, shall we say. Um, sort of overconfident guy. Um, but, I don't know. I, <laughs> he does these weird things, Left Luca, where he's playing it more like the Riddler or the Joker or... You know, something like this. He's not really playing it like Lex Luthor, like you might know. I mean, I've not read any Superman comics, but whenever Lex Luthor's been in them, he's totally different to anything that's presented on screen here. He's much more con controlled. Uh, he's not crazy in any way. And he just comes across as someone who just, yeah, he wants to kill Superman, and there's no real reason for it. That's true. But, you know, he's not, he's not, he's not like a... He's, he's he's egotistical, yeah, but he's not like um, laughing all the way to the bank sort of thing. I mean, you know, the way the way it's done in Bound for Superman is, you know, he just he has like all these weird ticks and like he just, uh, I don't know, it's just it's just stupid basically. And it's just you're watching it going, that's what you chose to do, like that is what you chose to, yeah, that's how you chose to play this character. And Zack Snyder said that was okay. I mean, Zack Snyder, what are you doing? You know. I think Zack Snyder has only read, like, the Touchstone comics, basically. Like, he, he calls himself a comic guy, but I really believe he's only read, like, The Dark Knight Returns um, and maybe, like, one or two Superman comics, and that's it. He's read the big ones, which is fine. Like, nothing wrong with just reading those. If that's what you want to do, it's better than reading none. But that's not going to give you an overall, you know, branch of the characters, and I think that's the problem that we've got here, is someone who declares himself a comic book guy but really doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Um... Anything else? Well, I guess there are a few things that I didn't like. Oh, actually, one thing I did like, Alf, Alfred. You know, I thought, you know, I actually thought Jeremy Irons was pretty good. I mean, I'm I'm not a massive Jeremy Irons fan. You know, he is, he's kind of the same in everything. But I'm quite on board with that because he's he's quite intense. I like intense acting anyway, so I don't mind Jeremy Irons. I mean, there's a nice film called Reversal of Fortune. If anyone's ever seen seen that from the nineties, a pretty good portrayal. Uh, of a character that he plays in that, uh, based on a, on a true story. Um, but, you know, Jeremy Irons is kind of always the same. You know we game with, like, Jeremy Irons. But then again, I liked him in this. You know, he was kind of funny, which, he, you know, he can be a bit like, like that at times in, in, in other films, but I kind of like how he was portrayed. I mean, he's kind of taken on the, like, Oracle character in some ways. But, you know, didn't mind it. And I suppose... You know, Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons in a sort of standalone Batman film. I could be done with that. You know, I, cause I, actually, I didn't think Ben Affleck was all that bad. I thought I thought the way Batman was presented was awful. Bruce Wayne, I didn't think was all that bad. The way he the way he portrayed Bruce Wayne, I thought was almost as good as what's been done before with uh, Michael Keaton and Christian Bale. And probably, in fact, probably the best. That's why I don't mind seeing a Ben Affleck standalone Batman film with him and uh, Jeremy Irons. But as Batman, no. I want to see a different Batman. I want to see the Batman to be totally toned down. Um, this. Um, I mean, there are lots of things, lots of issues I have this film, but there's no point going on all day because lots of other people have, and 
let's be honest, there is lots of issues with this film. Um, I mean, not going on the fact that I don't know what any of the women are doing in this film, like Lois Lane and, um, you know, uh, Mark Kent and things like this. I don't know what they're doing because they just, their sole reason to be in this film seems to be just get captured and then used as bait. And that's it. I mean, forget about the fact that Lois Lane is meant to be a, a world-renowned reporter, you know, journalist. Uh, yeah, not really showing this in this film. But I sat and I for you. Um, and then, <laughs> I suppose the big fight then, should we say, Batman vs Superman, the big fight. The reason why they come together is shoddy. It's really, really shoddy. In fact, it's terribly con contrived. Basically, it, it, it stands around to um, Lex Luthor basically saying to Ben Affleck, look, why don't you just fight Superman? And then, just leave, and then you know, Les Luthor saying to Superman, um, I've captured uh, your mum and you won't see her again unless you fight Batman. And it's like, Superman, just kill him there and then. You're Superman, you can just kill him. You know, you're right, you know, he's not going to stop you there. You can do nothing to you, just burn him alive. You'll get your mum back. You know, he knows your power. And he's Superman anyway, why can't you just find out where she is and get her? But anyway, they, they fight, and the fight happens in like a toilet, basically. Um, and it lasts for how long it lasts for, I can't be asked anymore. And I suppose there were points that far where I thought it was okay. But, you know, it was a shoddy reason to get them together. It was an alright fight, I guess. And then, like, they stopped for the most stupidest reason. I mean, I won't even go on about the reason why they stopped fighting, but it's just... I mean, you should just stop watching the film then if you hadn't before. Um, and then Wonder Woman shows up. Wonder Woman was alright. I mean, she wasn't in the film enough. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you've pretty much seen the amount of time that Wonder Woman has in the film. I mean, I don't know much about Wonder Woman, to be fair. It's not me being sexist, but I have. I just generally haven't read much Wonder Woman comics. I just never really, you know, just didn't when I was younger. But that's, you know, there's no real reason to that. It just didn't really happen. But... I saw enough of Wonder Woman in the film to think, well, I would watch a Wonder Woman film. She seemed okay. She seemed competent. You know, she's more than I can say about Jesse Eisenberg or even um, Henry Cavill in this film. I haven't mentioned Henry Cavill yet. Henry Cavill ha probably portrays Superman as the most whiniest, emoist Superman you're ever going to get. I mean, he's just boring. And don't get me wrong, I was an emo. I, I was a whiny emo when I was a teenager, definitely. And even up to my early 20s. But that's not Superman. I mean, there's nothing interesting about the guy. Not that there is. I mean, Superman is a bit of a nonsense character anyway, really. Um, but this is just the worst portrayal I've ever seen. A Man of Steel wasn't much better, to be fair. So, overall, Batman for Superman, huge disappointment. Dawn of Justice, if you want to tag that on. Do I look forward to a solo Batman film? Yes, I do, because I think Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons should be alright in that. And let's take a different direction. That's the that's the main thing. I want to see a different director and writer do this. Yeah, and that's probably about it. That's the only film I want to talk about. And like I say, I'll I'll set up with Alan and we'll reconvene and we'll get we'll get uh, the regular podcast going again. Probably about mid June, once my wedding's over. All right. Well, bye.